0: Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Don on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: For instance, um, I'll give you an experience as a mom when I was choosing preschools for my child. Okay? Um, I realized that a gap in this industry is that they don't check the teacher's background. Oh. And I think that's a very big problem because I Wait, see they don't it... Check. They it don't check teachers' Qualification
2: background or everything else. Both.
0: Both. Wait, so for early childhood. Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host Reggie, a.k.a. your Chief Financial Coconut. And I'm Don, otherwise known
1: as SG Budget Bait. Today we have a special guest on set. Actually, some of you who have been regularly tuning in might recognize him from the other series that we run, but... Hi everyone, my name is Xian. I
2: am the host for the Chinese financial coconut, Li Chai, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't to do for that's me. That's
0: yeah, I was like, yeah, but yes, thanks for coming on our show. I mean, uh, it's, it's me. probably it's probably an interesting take for for English set, right? Letting people know that hey, actually, hey, aku is really bilingual, huh? <laughs> right? Or maybe trilingual. <laughs> I think tri-lingual. there's a lot more. There's a lot more to that. But yes, today we have a lot to discuss, you know. But before before we roll into the discussion, I want to give a special shout out to City Music, right? So you see here, you see here, we got a new toy, right? <laughs> so we we used to use the Zoom H6. I don't know if you're on. You're, I mean, you've used a lot the Zoom H6. Right? So Zoom is a great recorder product that we have been using for the longest time I have 3 Zoom H6 don't ask me why don't ask me why (laughs) but then uh, when we shift to a new studio we're like hey maybe we you know get some new toys so we reach out to City Music and they are giving us this P8 right so P8 is uh, one of the best of its class you can see a lot pattern you know you can do all the sound effect but I will not do it here today if not my producers will kill me in Boston (laughs) like like, what this sound effect you use right anyhow you use not approved but yeah so special shout out to City Music and Zoom for providing us this P8 love the device and let's see where this brings us right so in other words if the audio sounds better it's not the editor working harder (laughs) it's the equipment got better it's more it's more okay it's It's more once again thank you to City Music right so we are focused today on discussing this thing on can you actually trust professionals right because uh, recently there's been a lot of saga right a lot of things happening right whether is it the childcare situation and then you were saying there's one more
1: yeah, it was a case of a medical doctor, uh, private practice as well with many years of experience. And he's being investigated right now. I don't think there's a conclusion, but um, in short, he's being investigated for possible negligence, which led to his patients being sent for a lot of medical tests that were presumably unnecessary and obviously then racked up a lot of costs.
2: So he sends the patient to multiple yeah, he tests. the
1: tests for the patients. And then on top of that, uh, there was one death yeah and they're investigating if that death could have been easily prevented if he hadn't gone through all the you know saying oh you have to go for this test for da, 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 da. So is that
2: like causing the delay of the person to be yeah, treated they, Oh, dear. I mean that's what
1: the news article seems to be suggesting but I mean we were, f- we were not commenting we reframed there's still, yeah, because it's still investigations. been investigations but, yeah. but I think it raises really good questions right like yes. can we how much can we trust professionals because in all of these cases you know the teachers the preschool teachers were supposedly trained supposedly professional you know, at their work, um, even in the medical field. Um, all of us have experienced or have had experience with various doctors in our lives. Some, maybe, we don't know, might have misdiagnosed some of our symptoms. Some may have sent us for you know, extra tests that we don't even know is justified or necessary. And it hurts when we have to pay, especially those who may not be fully insured. So how much can we really trust? I guess like every single time this comes up, it really raises a lot of this trust questions and accountability. Yeah. So,
0: so what, what are your take? What are your take? Can you trust professionals or where? <laughs> how do you trust professionals?
2: So how do we define professionals in the first place? Is it the qualification, like the degree certification or the experience in the field? Or what is it for like, the both of you?
0: Okay, so I think for me, a professional is someone that's accredited, right? Essentially, there is some industry standards to this, right? And then usually in some way or another, there will be some organization that chop and say, okay, this person is qualified, right? Whether is it the bar for the lawyers or even in finance, there's a lot of certification that people have to take, right? To chop and say, okay, you are a qualified individual, you can do this, right? So I think on some level, to me, that is what determines a professional. That means an organization, a credible one has approved this individual based on what they believe okay a b c d e f g these are the things that they need to have and then job you are professional
1: but there are some jobs that are not that do not yes, have
2: yes, really? like, uh, TCM says, for example like he, he can have the TCM cert but what else is there to credit his like credibility yeah
1: or like a dj a podcast host like what we're doing now i can credit you (laughs) (laughs) who am i right but yes
0: send me your podcast so if there are
1: jobs and roles that don't have these kind of industry certifications or organizational bodies and some of them they're regulated not accredited either you know so then how would you define based on that
0: i would argue that right for a lot of people if it's in that Situation, they're not so hard and fast about it, you know. Like, you will not like, okay, there are all these influencers, all these actors, actresses, right? Like, okay, they don't do a great job. Then, so we law, they're lousy. <laughs> you will not take it as, wow, this person, uh, are not good, they're not professional, blah, blah, blah. Maybe some people will say that, you know, but to me, it's not a big cause of concern. Okay, so
1: then let's lay yeah. the stage. We will we focus on talk about. professionals where there is a certain level of barrier of entry. Um, you do need certain qualifications or exams uh, to pass in order to go through and get certified. And hence, that would form our topic for today. Yeah? So that would include, you know, in the case of preschool teachers being approved uh, by ECDA to come and work, uh, having the local equivalent of the certs uh, in finance, that would be your MAS equivalent, and uh, Lots medical of certs, would yeah. be SMC. Doctors, yes. yeah, um, and then, of course, the TCM sentences, we kind of don't really put them in this definition then, I guess. Okay, so let's just focus on that then. So how much do we trust?
0: Wait, before that, right? Are you, are you annoyed or affected by this whole like early childhood saga as a parent?
1: Yeah, I've, I definitely feel it a lot more as a yeah, parent. Yeah, yeah. But I am also from the stand that there, is two sides of, there are two sides of the story. I can understand if the teacher was probably very worked up. What I don't understand is to what extent was it a case of just her lashing out versus it's something problematic and it's something deeper yeah that we we can't really see, but I can understand if someone yells or you know I feel tempted to hit my kid a lot of time, <laughs> but it takes a lot of restraint to hold back right and I just deal with two kids in my household I can't imagine, and I know fully well I'm not suitable for the role of a preschool educator at all because they'll drive me crazy and I'll lose my temper. I don't have the, enough patience to deal with like, you know, 20 students class, and yes. one entire class. Yeah, and like multiple... I can't stand it when people cry. It, it's, very, it's a trigger for me. So when my kid cries and whines... It triggers me so badly. I either have to step out or I have to tell him like, "Can you please stop?"
2: I was going to ask like, do you have any occasions where when they started crying, and you just walked away?
1: Have a lot. Confirm,
0: confirm. Yeah. But I think that's the basis of being a professional, right? You got to restrain some of your natural urges, right? That's why you are seen mm, as a professional. That's a good point. So oh, I'm a professional mother. Than- <laughs> No one is accrediting mothers, right? And no one dares. Should you be be? there <laughs> You tell me, right? I don't know, okay? But but on some level, that is the definition of a professional other than the cert. A big part of being professional is you, you, you may not be in the best state. Like, like I, I'm super nasally today, right? Because I'm not in the best state, but I will perform. Right. So so you know, on some level you, you have to taking restrain, the personal out of it. Yeah, right. Restrain some personal urges to practice whatever you are practicing to the best of the standards that you've set as a professional, right? So in a sense, that is not a great excuse. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I totally get it. I think, you know, I'll be very happy with two kids, but not twenty kids, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, he or she is a professional, right? Like like they need to kinda kinda pick it up and restrain themselves, right? That's when professionalism
1: Comes in so i guess that's where it becomes a bit problematic right yes. because there is this element of being able to take the personal out of it but we're all humans and every professional doing a job has their human tendencies it's very hard even though a body or an organization may accredit you they can't speak off your character, and that's why we still have all these black sheep here and there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and that's and, and actually that's why I wanted to bring up this question today. Because it feels like every time one black sheep, right, or like one person in the field does a bad thing, right? Okay, you can tell me maybe it's not just one, okay, fair. If if it's a lot of people, then this there's systemic problems, but there's one or two that makes it big on media, right? And then the whole baby gets thrown out together with the bath water. Not literally, yeah. <laughs> but but, but swimming so so lesson. Like, yeah, yeah, but, but you can't right like like everyone is just like sick. now suddenly it's like oh the whole early childhood is messed up you know or like
2: especially for industry that's still trying to build up its uh say awareness in the whole singapore society it, it will be a very very big damage to the whole scene while they have everyone else's hard work is all devastated by this say black ship
0: mm, so do you trust professionals only that means i mean the I mean, very Personalized
2: experience, like despite having that qualification or certification, if this person during a my time of having a service with him, or like when he's servicing me, he or she, if
0: I love how you have to say he or she. He <laughs> or she.
2: <right?
0: laughs> mas- mas- <Equality. laughs> yeah, whatever, but yes, please continue.
2: So if they could not make me feel that the thing that this person is saying is making sense, then the qualification that he or she is having is probably just a piece of paper. Or it could be me that is being stupid enough not to be able to understand what he's saying, but it's a professional's job. Can I say that? To be able to make the layman able to understand the chim things.
0: The chimp things. Okay, but, but here's the problem here, right? The ugly seal of this thing, right? So how do you then evaluate a professional? Do you cede it to the, the associations? Like, oh, this person got chopped by this association got, the stamp uh, got stamp got job okay confirm professional right or, or do you do you then go how do you validate right? because I, I realize a lot of people struggle with I this like thing. That he
1: actually threw in one evaluation criteria despite us already setting the stage you just added a part that the professional needs to be able to explain things well enough for the layman to understand right,
2: because they are not there to just provide the service they are there to also help people understand what they are doing so that people have the awareness let's say uh, we have a lot. Of elderlies of like our parents' generation, when they are sick, they will say they, no, I don't want to go for Western medication because it's poisonous, my liver would die, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the
0: sorry, <laughs> right okay. it's a very real thing. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. like, but the doctors or everyone else in the medical industry need to help them know that the medication is there to help them stop the symptoms first before it gets worse. Like I know an elderly that is happened very recently, someone close to me. He's having a blood pressure level 170 but he's refusing to take blood pressure meds. So, and then they will go for like senseis and then all those uh, Facebook ads that are selling like, this can change your heart life and things like that. So the professional needs to step in or like if they don't do the educating part, all these other things, not saying that they are bad, but they are obviously less credited compared to the doctor themselves. They will start making more problems possibly
0: yeah for, so, so.
1: this is where i think it gets very debatable because if we go with your definition of an organization accrediting them and the exams they don't test how well you explain mm-hmm. right and how well it is explained the person can be the best teacher i mean i used to teach tuition, so i know this very well you can be the best at explaining but like what you say whether the person is smart enough to understand that also matters, right? So if we were to add in that as an evaluation criteria for professionals, then the line gets very blurry because you could be very good as at, at a doctor, being able to prescribe the right solutions, identify the right stuff. You could be very good as an insurance agent, being able to structure the solutions for your client, but you may be very bad at explaining. And I mean, if you look at the recent pandemic, for instance, the Explaining the COVID vaccine was not an easy job. And it was not just the jobs of the professional doctors or the nurses. It was literally like a worldwide effort. Governments stepping in. So much communication just to convince. So should we then just leave that whole thing on? Should that really be a criteria for evaluating professionals?
2: Because if I were to look back at my... uh memory of my school times during my diploma course, one of our lecturers, he has no degree or no masters, but he's one of our favorite lecturers because he
1: can explain very well.
2: well and he knows exactly what the industry would want or what we will be facing during the industry. And so he only has a diploma certification, but he has 18 years of experience in photography. So does that make him a professional or only the lecturers who has masters, but they are only academically inclined and they don't know what's going on out there in the market?
1: I would say yes, because uh, the job as a lecturer falls under teaching, right? So a professional teacher is one who can teach. Mm. No, but once
0: again, it's because you went to an organized school and the school hired the guy right so on some level the university is is accrediting the individual and it's so common in the unis these days to bring in like industry people to talk right I have so many friends that end up they all do part-time lecturing here part-time lecturing there because they have like tons of experience in the industry and the the school start to realise hey industry experience is quite important Uh, can you come in to do a module or two
2: so they lump all the experience uh, qualifications and also the way that they teach together and then like being able to get into that job is somewhat of a accreditation
0: yeah the school is the accreditor right to validate that this person is a professional so once again it goes back to trusting the accreditor which is the school right so I, I think that's that's the, that's the kind of at least how I, I see it lah, okay when, when I think about professional right uh, of course there are all the ambiguous parts okay like oh this person uh, blah 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 you know uh, maybe some industries are not so organized especially in the early days any early days of an industry not so organized and it, it, things can happen especially like the early childhood one it's actually quite early days in the industry
1: so I would think then the ex being able to explain should be a bonus. It should not be a main criteria. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because a professional then should be defined by how well they can do the job and that is what the accreditations are right but then whether that job I mean most jobs unfortunately require communication and explaining so then your ability to do that would then make you whether you're better at your job versus the other professional Mm
0: -hmm. okay okay Mm -hmm. but I think we've set the ground for professional already like what is considered a professional okay either they have to be accredited by somebody or some body you know they must be they must have some sort of track record right on some level decent at what they do right and and, and all that right so there's enough
2: people telling the
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: So, so I think the, the proof proof of the mess, right? proof of numbers, right? So I think there are some things that we use to, to kind of establish like what is considered a professional. But then now the question today is, okay, can you truly trust professionals, right? So what if they got... Accreditation. So what if they work in a big MNC or a big uh like hospital or you know like they they work for a big school, right? And then there are always people that will look at it as like so what can trust me, right? So so like do you definitely trust professionals?
1: So for me, I don't. But I'm naturally very skeptical. Most of my followers <laughs> know me, To start with right? skeptical first, to me, really trust
2: this person more, <laughs> Yes, right?
1: correct, yeah. So I'm oh, always a like very skeptical later. upfront. The person has to earn my trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, for instance, um, I'll give you an actual experience as a mom when I was choosing preschools for my children, my child, lah, okay? Um, I realized that a gap in this industry is that they don't check the teacher's background. Oh. And I think that's a very big problem because I wait, see they it. Check. They it just don't qualification
2: background or everything else. Whoa. Whoa.
0: wait. So. For early childhood.
2: So I can go apply for an early childhood job you right now. You can go
1: and check. Uh no. So if you're a Singaporean, there are some exams and you know some layers that you need to go to because there's a local body that tells you you are you now have the diploma in early childhood or the degree in usually diploma, right? So you do need to go through something. But when I talk about background check, what I mean is is this person an ex-convict? Is this person like for foreigners? Is this person a former sex offender in their country? Because there are cases worldwide where where these people are on the National Sex Registry they go to another country and they victimise more people yeah because well they just never got checked so I realise this is the issue in the industry and it's only in recent years very very recent years I realised this in 2018 when I became mum in recent years ECDA has followed MOM's footsteps uh-huh. where they now say if you hire a foreign teacher you need to make sure their qualification is legit so you need to do the background check on the school only on that third uh, nothing else MOM now also, right? Now, because there are so many people faking their degrees and buying degree certs, now it is a law as of 1st of September that all foreigners coming in, applying for the uh, employment pass has to be checked. It's a law now. Okay, It's a regulation. Nice. So, ECDA is following in that footsteps. However, is it enough? It's debatable. But like you said, it's a developing industry. It's new, right? Yeah, I think so, it's like
0: that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, my
1: experience was, you know, at first I thought like, I want to go to a place where the security measures are there. So, the teachers must ideally be checked. I must be certain and know that they're not former sex offenders or at least they wouldn't be fired from their job previously because they victimized a child, right? But no one, no school I talked to was doing that checks. So then I was in the dilemma, right? Then how? Nobody do. I want to push for change So very school. hard, right? And <laughs> I, I mean, I tried going to HQ and all and ask, but it's very hard to push for change. I think in some industries, especially when you have a regulatory body, you need that authority to push down the change. Like what MOM is doing on companies, right? So since that was not happening, then my next best recourse was I go to the school, I take the school tour, I look at how the teachers are interacting with the kids and I form my own judgment. When I sent in my kid, I asked who would be his form teacher and the Chinese teacher in his class. And then after that, I would keep walking by. Specifically Chinese teacher. Oh, because there are two teachers for preschool English and Chinese because uh, the track very clear <laughs> yeah, not no, 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 because of the recent case but because the form teacher is usually the English teacher and then the, there will be a like a the, the assistant teacher which is Chinese like that's at least how my pre- preschool works mm-hmm. so I would go there I would ask, I would ask who are these I'll, I want to talk to them and then I'll keep you know in the first few weeks I'll walk by check on my kid and so I'll do all of that checks that was for my number one uh, number two never ready because the English teacher same due diligence done already so can then the Chinese teacher I trust that the English teacher will tell me if the Chinese teacher cannot <laughs> because by then the teacher, English teacher had already earned my trust right but in the beginning I didn't know if I could trust them so what really helped was my conversations with the principal with the two teachers who were his primary caregivers when my child was in school and then like my own judgement my what my husband felt of them as a person like uh, she seems quite patient I don't think she will like hit our kid lah.
2: In, in this scenario right, is this- this any red flag? Is there any red flags that you're looking out for when you were doing your due diligence?
1: Uh, there can be many. So like for instance, if you look at the child, how your child reacts to being dropped off and being picked up can be one sign although there's also separation anxiety so it's a kind of hard to figure out if they're crying because of separation anxiety or right, because they're they being abused the money, right? right yeah but still but you, you still need to figure out like, right? because I mean money spent is one thing but if it's not the right environment for the kid we will take them out it doesn't matter so um, assessing our child's cues is one the other one will be on the teacher as a person right I mean the job naturally calls for you to have a lot of patience that's why it's early childhood these kids don't understand how not to push your buttons. They don't even know what are your buttons. Only we know because we have developed that awareness, right? So the person themselves must be able to, you know, be very patient. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like the, the most perfect person at explaining things to the kids because I also don't know they're so young, how much they can absorb. But at least, it doesn't have to be like the most perfect English when talking to me either because I expect that for like maybe primary, secondary and higher levels. Or for preschool where the main job is like teach them how to pick up their toys and all that and then like very basic stuff, it's okay. But the person's character is important. Yeah, and I think I can really safely say that I'm quite pleased and really proud of my preschool and the teachers that they have, they have there because they're really like very patient. Even when my kid is not, you know, is acting up and all, they have never once like, I've never seen him come back with like any signs of potential hits or anything. And if any accidents happen, they're call. they more anxious about it than me. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, we already put all this thing. Yeah. Um, um, your kid is having a fever. We sponge him with you. i like, oh, sometimes I, fever, I just... The thing that I don't even sponge, you know, unless it's very hot. Yeah, so like, I think that is where the individual due comes in. But I have to say, I do that because, being a very sceptical person, I also am someone who takes a lot of responsibility for the decisions that I make and even if I were to outsource my child to preschool if something happens to my child while he's there I personally will place a lot of pressure on myself Mm. and feel responsible because I was the one who sent him there correct I made that decision so if I cannot assess properly then that's a problem right or same thing if it's a medical thing if I send like my parent or myself or a loved one to a doctor who I listen to the advice uh, I don't know whether I can and then I don't go and seek out a second medical opinion. And something happens, I will blame myself. So because I'm that kind of person, I hence don't trust professionals until they have earned that
0: trust. So you come from the view of trust needs to be earned, mm. right? But you know there there's a there's a view that you know trust is given first. You know, like like you, you just because the person is accredited, so I trust the person first law until proven otherwise. Right. It's the it's the H O debate between like do you give give him for the goodwill first, you know, to trust the person until they prove otherwise, or you must make the person, you know, accumulate your trust. It's almost like, like you know, a Chinese eventually.
2: saying that one believes in uh peop- humans are born evil, and another one believes in yes, humans yes, are born yes, 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 kind. It's the
0: same uh, vein of thought, right? But but what about you? Do you think that's how it is?
2: But one question that I'm wondering is what if it's something that we don't we're not so familiar with exactly John is definitely familiar with childcare, but what about after two kids uh, by the fifth
0: kid very familiar I know (laughs) know.
1: Google Google is our best friend I think actually that's a problem of everyone being more educated also right we naturally be more skeptical because we know more things now, right? Whereas with the elderly, sometimes it's just an aversion in terms of age and like, ah oh yeah, I got more experience, life experience yeah, than you. More than your Yeah, correct, right? But then, um, today with people being more educated as well, and we Google, both information and misinformation, <laughs> people naturally, I find, they tend to distrust a lot more. And I give examples, uh, the distrust towards the insurance industry has been rising. Agree? Again. Uh, no I think in general has <laughs> it has been rising has, um, has it been rising I feel again? like I it's quite bad, bad right? <laughs> it is but I feel like um with the people who were born in their maybe 80s onwards they distrust insurance agents upfront a lot more it's
2: not with the industry right it's more with the agents themselves
1: uh, the person towards the agents, and probably like the whole industry also because they don't trust many of the agents, right? Or do they, oh, meet the they, trusted they represent one? the industry. Yeah, correct. So that I feel the distrust level between those who were born earlier versus like 80s onwards, where these are the people who all have the university certs because that's where the education reform kicked in, right? I feel they distrust a lot more.
2: But I felt that there are a lot more People of my generation, they understand that insurance is a necessity.
1: They understand, but whether they trust the agent's advice and just buys what the agent recommends is another thing.
2: So they would rather like buy from organizations directly rather than look for an agent
0: probably cheaper but, uh, but, but that's a that's a different discussion that's a different, different, discussion. different
1: discussion but yeah so, so we start to see like this higher level of distrust because I think part of it comes from the person the receiver the consumer themselves becoming more educated
0: no but I think he has a very valid point right like if you are not familiar with the thing how do you learn yes, about I it that's Google so right? if you go to your doctor no but okay so, so Google is one thing right but after a while you and I we're in the game we know right uh, the third one is a recommended <laughs> 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 yeah, something here <laughs> They push a all the cycles as Yeah. So you know we, we, we it's uh it gets more and more complicated. Right, right. So so that is a that is a different discussion whether the internet is no longer trustworthy because of all these kind of uh, commercial interests. Personally, I don't know what I tell people is okay, you're gonna to talk to five people in the industry, exactly. you will kinda get it.
1: That's why they call it get a second opinion, yeah, man. And but I will applies, say you get five <laughs> opinions. <and> it <laughs> applies not just in like insurance but also medical and basically everything else where every professional it's we call it. yeah yeah. yeah. I yeah. Will, I will, I
0: give not a second opinion only, and you know. I think a third opinion is important. I also see whether can
1: can pay for it, Yeah, la, yeah, of course, know? of course.
2: Because of these of course. opinions are also not yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, la. So yeah, you yeah. need to know people that's from the industry. It's like, hey, what do you think of this and that? Yeah, yeah, no,
0: because because my my partner, uh, inherited a whole bunch of of insurance, right? Mm. And then and then we we're like, uh, oh, so what to do? What to keep? What not to keep? Go and to talk to a few insurance agents. They will tell you what to do, mm. right? And then they come back. And then, then I will review whether TFC approved. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: Our stance, which is based, which is that we we'll collect you, more information. Yeah, you, you are the one who makes the decision. Yes, yes. No, no, All these are no, no, just, just like, like opinions that help you decide.
0: Yeah, so I'm not invalidating that. I I I'm I'm trying to establish a process to think about this, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. when you talk to the first person, right, you are empty you know nothing about this thing. You talk to the first person, it's like, oh, someone is insolence, right? You ask and then the person will walk you through blah, 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 right? So that's your first first point of view. likely who will be very convinced by this first point of view if you trust the person in other ways. But I have said this again and again, you cannot trust uh, a friend, like a hangout friend, uh, directly as their profession, mm. right? Because I can trust that you'll be a great friend. We can hang out every time things are shitty, you know, but uh, doesn't mean I trust your profession. Right, like you as a whatever like a right. insurance agent yeah, doesn't example. mean I will trust your professionalism in in that skill set right, so trust to me cannot be filtered that way okay but, but that's a different one so after you get the first one then you'll be like okay okay then actually you can talk to the second one right then the second one will attempt to try to attack the first one Usually is the case, right? In, in all fields, in all fields, right? they try to attempt to attack the second, the first one. And then you'll be like, oh, there's a different perspective here, right? So then you get to the third one. By the time you get to the third one, the fourth one, right? You get a general idea where this is.
2: But more or less, the answer will be similar to either the first one or the second one.
0: No, may or may not. You, you get a few core factors that everyone is looking at. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that is so important. It's like when we were fixing the roof, right? Like recently the roof got some problem, right? Then we were like, oh, we need to fix the roof, right? Then go and ask the person to come first person come in never even do anything just say oh this one is aga aga what price right then the next person came in with a drone <laughs> came with a drone take a photo and say like, oh yeah then then we were like saying okay so person A gave us these three suggestions at this three price point then person B was saying why well, you need to do the last two because you are already using the last two that's why the last two is problematic why well, you want to change this to the same material of the roofing and then you get the third and the fourth and the fifth person by the time you get a general idea okay this is the market rate this is how it is this is this is uh where where are we going with right and and i feel like it's it's on the part of the consumer which is where i bring it back to your 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 perspective right you got to take responsibility for that right so you you go through this comparison process eventually you find a general sense of where things things are then you take the best in class situation at that point in time right and then from there you kind of develop right so uh, and and I think that's my general stance to professionals, lah. In general, not that I don't trust. I trust professionals, right? I feel like at some point in your life, right, you have to trust. Professionals. You just cannot do everything on your own. It's impossible, right? It's like it is what it is, lah. Right? I think you we just-
1: trust to the extent whereby, like you say, the professionals tend to come in with more knowledge than what we would have because of that barriers of entry, yeah. right? But whether we take their advice and recommendations wholesale is a different matter altogether. So
2: ultimately, the judgment. Decision-making is on us, right? Correct. Like personally, I am generally interested in very random things and topics. I was just like, oh, what, does, how, what, what is this? Like, how does <laughs> it work? Oh, how, is this? how does it work? So anything that concerns me, say a medical condition that I'm seeing on my body or say, for example, I'm training for marathon right now. So how to improve my running? Yeah, you training and, for I, marathon? Yeah, I'm training for oh marathon. Oh my
0: God. Right?
2: Like all these things, I will look up on the internet long enough to have a basic understanding of it before I consult a professional. It's not that I don't trust them. It's like I need to know the basic idea or the framework of how this thing that I'm concerned about works first. Then when I go to a professional, I get to ask better questions in a way and also help me better understand the situation because uh, one of my lecturers told us during uni is we always do research on the internet, but we don't go and speak to someone that has the, first-hand experience. So when I have collected enough information, I get to ask deeper questions to help me better understand the concern that I'm having. So that is adding on to what Don is doing, like the due diligence. With that, you get to make better decisions and judgments.
0: Yeah, yeah, hey, and I'm not disagreeing with you. All, yeah, just for clarity's sake, right? I, I, I am in broad agreement. You know, I, I just think it's a, it's a bit more complicated than how people put it. You need right? to be more
2: than the paper itself. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you, kind of have to go out there and 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 do that, right? And and I would argue that sometimes we think too highly of ourselves. Like we yeah. think we think we know, hmm. right? Like who who are we to go and like shop around with the professionals and then come back and say I don't trust any of them? You, you spend know, eight, six like- to <laughs> eight years to <laughs> learn. You spend like three hours to <laughs> learn
2: about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like like
0: who are we right like on some level you have to like check your abilities and check your biases at the door right on some on some level and and these things right are quite hard to definitively say oh under this bracket right okay you can take your own view or under this bracket right no 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 you cannot take your own view right so it is what it is, right? And, and, and on the internet, right, uh, you search hard enough, you can find agreement on all sides, right? There will always be people that agree with your view. So you go in with that bias. I'm here just to validate my view. Like how informative is it going to get, right? How much, how much is it going to help you, right? So on some level, I will argue that you have to trust a professional, right? and And it's just how you go about doing it. And how do you then develop an idea of, like within this bracket, this professional I can trust them in this, right? And don't spill it to other things, huh? Because a lot of people like to ask their favorite lawyer, hey, You got doctor recommend, <laughs> so it's like you know, or some some people love to do that. Yeah, trust by association. People love to do that, right? Like like your your best friend. But you know answer. why it
1: works, right? Because the, like your favorite lawyer whom you trust is like the accreditor. Yeah, of yeah. That He's doctor. more professional
2: than me in something, so he might know someone that is more professional than the people I know. But
0: Arguably you will be more professional than him or her in another thing. Mm -hmm. Right? So who are you to then discount your own personal view of it? It goes both
1: ways, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is a big no-no in my world, right? Like you cannot ask (laughs) a lawyer to recommend, you know, a a a doctor. If you want to go and suss it out, you know, take take a while, especially when you all these people are important in your life, right? They they do form your core team in trying to get you further in your life, right? Like the don't don't be too lazy, yeah, right. just, just us around shop around
1: I think one beauty of how the scene has developed and the maturity of society is definitely that with all these sagas coming out we're also seeing people not blame the the wrongdoer 100% Mm. we're also seeing you know voices coming out to say like maybe she was overly triggered by too many kids maybe it was they're more a bit understanding okay although like what the final judgment and the punishment is it's up to the courts to determine but you tend to see more balanced voices. It's not an upfront, ah yeah, this person are you know evil or the devil or whatever. It used to be very personal attack, but now we're starting to see more. And I feel like in general, we're starting to understand the importance of having some element of self-responsibility. The parents are starting to understand that yeah, sometimes my kids just don't like to drink water. Mm. So avoid it, waterboarding is just wrong. But to avoid it going to that point where the teacher gets so triggered anyway, I also need to start from the home. Mm. I need to try and make it fun for them to drink water at home as well because whatever happens in school will be similar. Yeah, just that the person handling it in different ways. So you can't control the teacher, but you can control how your child reacts to the water and that hopefully will change something.
0: Wait, what, whatever you're saying is based on what you see on social media, is it? Yeah 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 okay, okay, Yeah the okay. voices
1: if you look at the yeah. comments right, maybe you the see it's a, a bit changed. more balanced. No 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 <laughs> so it's I never go on TikTok TikTok okay, I realize okay. the comments generally more toxic. I think like in general, maybe because like the audience um, at least on Facebook on Reddit. I was seeing more balanced voices.
0: Of course, the
1: negativity is still a lot. (laughs) I'm not on Facebook
0: anymore. I'm not on Facebook. Facebook.
1: I seeing a lot of parents say, like, yeah, we need to investigate. It's really just wrong. It's downright wrong. Abuse and violence is just wrong. But maybe she was. What is causing it is something that we need to investigate. Was was it the child who.? What also? Like, there were questions being asked instead of just an outright accuser. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a good sign of the environment that parents are also starting to recognize our own responsibility in everything. And this is just on, you know, it was one preschool kid saga, right? But even let's say, if we look at medical, We go to the doctor and I say, I have this. The doctor asks you, how are you feeling today? What are you experiencing? You need the four symptoms that you have. He gives you a medical opinion based on these four symptoms that you have described to him and if he can visually see or hear or spot anything on you. But if you have another symptom that you never say, Hey, it could change the whole diagnosis completely yes, yes, and yes. then uh, the person say ah, yeah that doctor's a fraud anyhow say I got this this condition when actually it is this and then the person don't realise because you withheld this one symptom that would have changed the entire diagnosis yeah and I think we need to recognise it's a both-type story lo. yeah but yet at the same time I start especially after becoming a mom and going to the doctor so often I realise the symptoms are almost always the same and then ah uh, This and fever, and this can be COVID-19, it can be the adenovirus, it can be tonsillitis, it can be, you know, so many different things with all the same symptoms. But how it differentiates them, sometimes it's just a PCR test. Oh, got anyone around you COVID or oh, have, then maybe it is COVID. Maybe the adenovirus is because the school has an outbreak. Maybe tonsillitis because this is what I just learned. My doctor say you can feel here swollen, like grape, got lump, uh, then the fever tends to be concentrated here. Oh, uh, then tonsillitis. Don't I, so don't I, don't mean, I, think I
0: just <laughs> got a flu, that's it.
1: Yeah, so like sometimes it's really just the one lack, like, the one thing that's missing that changes everything. Oh,
2: okay, if this symptom matters
1: or not. Exactly, exactly. So we cannot fully trust the professionals in that sense either because what they work with is the information that we give them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like we need point. to understand that okay, we yeah. are the ones who have to also be responsible for what we give them. Right? Imagine you drop off your kid at a normal preschool and you refuse to withhold the information that actually your kid is autistic. In the way they deal with the kids for autism versus
0: Yes, non, it's different it's yeah, we'll very different a lot of yeah, yeah yes. so
1: the teacher would then think that your child is the same as everyone else apply that same techniques it doesn't work then an incident happened then you go and blame the teacher but actually maybe it's the parent because never say. yeah
0: yeah right
1: so we need to recognize yeah
0: fair i think I, and fair and I, and I want to throw in the idea that if you want to get to that kind of like honesty of information, right? It takes some time to build towards that. Mm-hmm. Like, whichever professional that you work with, like, if you go to a therapist, right, or you go to a, even a financial professional, right, you don't trust that at first, you won't tell them everything. But if you don't tell them everything, right, it, it cannot be sorted right like they don't have an objective view of the situation but it is a process it's also hard to I like, mean, the person first time tell everything right like crazy like why would you tell that everything so I, I think there's some level of of that kind of process where first you select the professional that you want to work with then after you select the professional that you want to work with you, you need build to that build, that, build that trust and relationship and trust. with them and you openness know? yeah yeah. Then yeah eventually they get enough information to to give you an objective view based on their profession, right? And then if you've worked with therapists before, especially you will know, right? If you don't tell them everything, there's really nothing that they can do. They yeah. can guess, guess. The professional therapist they can't, can't know do much are, for you either. You know, yeah. And they, maybe they know where, where is it, aga, aga, you know, but it's not enough information for helping them to, them to, to help, help you in your you. situation. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's that. Their- Maybe in closing, I got one last question for you. All right. So we have kind of established, like, how do you trust? You know, like, where do you go with? What element? What element 100%. I don't percent. I love it. Like, I think it's very good, right? But but when do you re-evaluate your trust for the professional?
1: When an incident happens, though. I think usually, you see, uh, when we do the work to, like you say, find the right professional to work with, build that trust and all. Then, you know, if you always like you know don't trust always on tender hooks so very tiring right so after a while you would then lean towards it won't be 100% but you lean towards like okay I, I leave them in your care because I trust already I, we build up that trust but when an incident happens to them, break that trust then that's when we re-evaluate and that's what is happening now right with the kinderland saga people are reevaluating the trust that they place in premium preschools because they expect okay if it's in the government Especially cheaper preschool, preschools yeah right? then yeah. okay fine you can argue our price is what you pay value Value is what you get, whatever. But premium preschool, the, the, now the, the discussion is I'm paying so much money but yet it happens in a premium preschool. So then how can I, they are re-evaluating that trust. Right? Today I ran a really great article on that topic and I think everyone should be reading it. But exactly, so when incidents happen, I think that's when we re-evaluate. And we need to always be looking out for signs that may suggest that we should reevaluate, evaluate Great, great. Yeah, yeah, like you may trust a preschool teacher, but if suddenly one day your child comes back with marks on their hands, I'll go and question. Don't wait for an incident to happen. Start questioning first. If the medical doctor says something that seems to be, no, nah, really, question them on the spot, right? Don't immediately take wholesale. Mm,
0: great, great. Love today, by the way. Yeah, today covered my views about the CPF changes. <laughs> So I love today. I mean, I love their the things they cover. Yeah. What What about you?
2: Back to the question of when do we reevaluate? Yes. Right? I think uh, how they similar to what Don said. How they do crisis control, or when something that is challenging their profession, like you trust them all the time, that there was something that was you brought up and they they wasn't responding very well, or it's out of their expectation, and how they handled it, that will show how well they can handle situations that is unplanned. And that will make you feel that they are more professional, I hope.
0: So single point of failure is enough for you to reevaluate your trust for the person. Start re Start re yeah. You,
2: you will like maybe go from 80% to 60% to see again whether I can go back to mm. 80 or even higher. Fair, fair, Yeah, that's, fair. that's
1: a great... Mm. So yeah. If you handle well, obviously
2: you go even higher score, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. for me, uh, single point of failure can be a random error. Can be all sorts of reasons why the person suddenly that time like it right, so could go chun, from right? 80
1: to 60, then you realize it's a Singapore error, so you go you back, back to up, 80 right? no. So
0: so so yeah. So I, I and I think that is something to for all of us to think about, right? Like how do you evaluate a person and trust it's not just in professions, in your day-to-day life, in your workplace, the people around you, the relationship that you have, the
1: orders that your boss gives you. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. So so uh, can can a single point of failure, just because one time. You throw everything out.
1: No, right? la, right, right. no, but
0: but you've seen that, you know, there are many people that do that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just something for us to think about. You know, random errors cannot be prevented. Once yeah. it's systemic, you can solve it.
2: One more I want to bring up is a a random error, right? Does it matter to you guys how they react towards the random error that they encounter?
0: Of course, of yeah. course it does. It does matter. It does matter. It's just it's just for me, right? that one time cannot like not cannot cannot just take the whole thing throw out just because of that one one time but if this one time become two time three times it's repeated, it's repeated. Like, like
2: did they admit that oh I wasn't doing very well that yeah. day because yeah. someone will important. try to smoke
1: it yeah. Yeah. So I have this very lengthy uh I was so just I pissed off with the Kinderland's PR response. I was like, this is going down in the textbooks for all students and communications and how to not handle crises. Yeah, yeah. so much for premium. But I know my university confirmed <laughs> I'm gonna take this and put it into the <laughs> syllabus already. But anyway, it was a massive damage, massive failure to control, right? And the way he responded was just Yeah, So I was so pissed off because I studied that I wrote this entire response on what they should have issued instead. You know, which one of the number one was apologizing and taking accountability. You're not apologizing for the person's character issue. Right? or if they think maybe it, and they're now wondering whether it's a mental thing that's why so she's at IMH or something like that now I read right I think they're, they're checking whether it could be some something related to mental that might help to you know lessen the, the, the charge and the judgement given to her but you know it's not about Owning and saying, "Yeah, I take on full responsibility for this person's wrongdoing." It's about taking the responsibility that yes, I should have done better. I'm sorry that this happened. That we should have done better if we had done this, 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 but we did not. This is what we have learned from this and are going to implement. That's just standard pure response to almost every crisis, isn't it? You can bare never, work. yeah, bare minimum but that was not what happened in this case. S- and I think how I'm so every- intrigued by you, like, wow, <laughs> exactly. How every professional reacts to it should always have that element because you can be the best at your job, you can be the best doctor in the world, but there will be a virus that you've never heard of before like COVID come up and then you misdiagnose the first COVID patient that walked into your door because never existed, never knew what, right? Then later on when you're found out, you're exposed, as they say, or you're cancelled, even the most extreme one, then... Oh no! Nah. just say yes i i am apologetic i'm sorry that i misdiagnosed the person and then explain the that i learned from this that you know there is this virus called covid19 and now i know knowing this i will look out for blah blah blah
2: and right? the actions moving forward exactly. that they can promise is very exactly. important and
1: i think that's not just actually professionals everybody <laughs> la right everybody when any mistakes any incidents happen there should be bare minimum Yeah, so how the professional response is really important. And I think also the organization, how they respond and acknowledge while disentangling themselves from one black sheet is crucial if they want to do like brand management and protection.
2: If not, you will really associate that black sheet with how the whole uh, organization is doing
1: yeah and I think this is where insurance has done a pretty good job people still trust and are still buying and still see a necessity of insurance even though there are one or or there are a few black sheep's agents here and there right the industry may be tarnished but not completely broken
0: I would argue it's more than a few but that's a different discussion (laughs) (laughs) that's a different discussion yes so thank you thank you for your time and let us know, know what professional you trust you know when do you not trust a person write in the comment section we'll see you in another week take care bye we yeah. yeah.